Welcome to Not Another Runner podcast, a running and health related podcast created by a run of the mill, yes, pun intended, everyday runner. Join me for all things running, health and well-being related, for the highs and lows of life, training and chasing goals. This podcast is designed to keep you motivated and enthusiastic on your journey to health and happiness. Every time I run, I discover something new about me and about life, be it a reason why I run or a discovery of myself. I genuinely find gratitude through running. I am able to stay healthy and fit through the execution of my passion, but furthermore, I am able to achieve peace, presence, growth and discovery. And I love to hear all your stories on how running has changed your lives and what it's brought to you. I want to connect like-minded people through the power of podcast. This podcast is supported by Sports Barista. Sports Barista is designed with runners, cyclists and endurance athletes in mind. It is made with finest Indian coffee beans and naturally high in caffeine with no additives. It's designed to give you a boost without the jitters. See sportsbarista.com for more information. Hello and welcome back to the Not Another Runner podcast and to episode 58. How are you all doing and how is the week going? Thank you guys so much for all the support last week with the episode with Suzanne Shaw. Thank you for sharing the episode and recommending it to friends and all your lovely messages and posts. Thank you honestly for such kind words. There was great feedback for last week's episode. Lots of you were truly inspired by what Suzanne is trying to achieve in the next couple of weeks and all of her amazing achievements these last well, less than 18 months. So thank you. I know Suzanne really does appreciate it as well. So thank you guys. I hope you're all doing okay this week. How is your week going? Let me know. Um, And before I go on to today's episode and to this week's gratitude, I want to say a massive, massive congratulations to Sana Duthi. Sana has recently completed a major run. So this goal of his was to run the Pembrokeshire Coast National Park. For those of you who know me relatively well, I live in Pembrokeshire, as does Sana, and she set out to run the 186 miles in one go and beat the former record, which was set at 64 hours, and become the second person only to run the full path in one go. Sana achieved her goal and ran the path in just 50 odd hours, knocking off 13 hours in from the previous record. So a massive congratulations to Sana. It's an incredible, incredible achievement and Sana will be featured on this podcast next week and will share her story of why she set this goal and how she was able to achieve it. So this week, what are you feeling grateful for? I am feeling truly grateful for friends and family. Okay, this may not be um, relative to this week only. I'm probably a little bit vague, a bit of a big one. But life has been so busy recently with work and everything else that I say yes to outside of work Um, which runs alongside this podcast, that time with friends and family, even if this is a phone call with a friend living two hours away, has really, really helped me feel calm and joyful despite the hectic working week and busy schedule outside of work. So a big thank you to friends and family. What are you guys feeling grateful for this week? I'd love to know. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. So send a message over on Instagram at notanotherrunner. Um, yeah, what have you noticed that you've felt grateful for this last week? So today's guest is the Danny O'Reilly, also known as the Running Dan. This was honestly a brilliant, inspiring and interesting conversation. It was interesting to hear more about Danny's journey on how he 
worked his way to a sub three marathon and specifically to sub 241. Hearing how his running journey began and it was just interesting guys to hear his his epic improvement and how he fell in love with the run commute and how that transformed his life. We talk a lot about the juggle of life and training and how this can be difficult as a parent, especially with a newborn. I have shared with both Jordan and Danny just how refreshing it is to see them both share the reality of parenthood online. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that there are um, people like Danny and Jordan who can share that bravely and honestly with others because I, I personally find it incredibly refreshing. And I think unless we share the highs and lows of all aspects of life. It's just all a highlight reel, isn't it, really, on social media. So for me, I love when people are honest and brave to share the reality of life. So I'm I'm thankful for that. There was a slight signal delay with this interview, so please know that myself and Danny, we're not talking over each other. I can promise you this. It sometimes does sound that we are interrupting each other rudely. <laughs> Well, not rudely, but we are interrupting each other, but we're not. There's a spooky audio delay. It is not too disturbing, so hopefully it won't put you off the conversation because this is honestly an inspiring conversation from Danny. So just please bear that in mind. We were not talking over each other. Um, it was a great chat and we, we chatted for quite a long time, myself and Danny. It was great to catch up with him. So please, if you are listening today, share a screenshot online, tag myself and The Running Dan in your post to let us know what you're listening and what you take away from this conversation. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Not Another Runner podcast. Today's guest is a 36-year-old runner who is currently juggling a 9-to-5 job in marketing whilst being a new parent and his running aspirations. Though today's guest has paced more marathons than he has raced, he has achieved a marathon PB of 2.41 and he is currently working towards his own goal of a sub 2.40 marathon. Today's guest is the running Dan, Danny O'Reilly. Danny, welcome to the show. How are you doing yeah, today? Yeah, good. It's quite sunny. It's a nice day. Um, haven't done my run yet, but Always hopefully helps. I'll get out. So you're hoping to go out this evening, is it? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where... Jordan and I often do, it's like a relay, so one of us will go and then rush back in, take the baby, and then the other one goes. So we haven't, neither of us have got to go yet, but I'm, we're, we're normally quite good at doing it. I was going to, this has led me right on to one question yeah. that I really wanted to hit, put to you today, um, and that is just how are you managing to juggle everything? How do you, how do you guys you know, how do you do it? Are there any hacks that you've picked up along the way? Any tips you want to give to any parents listening? Oh, today? I mean, Jordan's doing it better than better than I am. She's more structured and organised. I kind of just go day by day and I'll just take sort of the window whenever I get it. So I don't think I am um, the expert. You know, I'll have a plan for the week of what I want to run and my rest day isn't always the day I want it to be because there'll just be a day when I can't get out. So I think the <laughs> the best thing is to be flexible, which isn't always what women want to hear because it's, you know, intervals on a Tuesday or hills on a Thursday or, you know, long run Sunday. Sometimes you just have to move those things around and accommodate, you know, what's going on at home. But that's my thing, just trying to be as flexible as possible. And, um, you know, if I get that window to go out and run, then I, then I just go for it. I think do you know what, that could apply to so many aspects of yeah. life is the the ability to be flexible or at least you know go with it, the flow um, because everything's not ideal yeah, it's is it? difficult when you've got a session to do if, if you're going out for a run for an hour for headspace and it's a recovery day it's an easy day or whatever then that's kind of easy when you only when you get you know mm. a sort of a five minute warning when you've got to motivate yourself to do a tough session that's the one I really struggle with um to do when I don't know when it's going to be. So, you know, before uh, we had Gracie, you know, track was on a Tuesday, it was seven o'clock and I, I was preparing for that all day um, mentally. Whereas on a Tuesday, hopefully I'll do mindfuls. It could be in the morning. It could be in the afternoon. It could be in the evening and not knowing sometimes kind of makes you think, oh, you know, you're not really in the headspace to do it. And sometimes you sort of swap things around and end up doing an easy one. So that's the sort of the tough part of not having not knowing when you're going to do things, not having that structure. But we're getting better. The last month, 
of March, Jordan and I both sort of hit our goals, hit our sessions. It's the first time we've been able to do that in the last six months. Um, so we're a little bit more organised and just a little bit better at getting out the door whenever we've got that opportunity. I, I was listening before, um, no, I wasn't listening. It was someone on the podcast here that was saying about um, to psych themselves up for the sessions they run in their training. They had something that they always did, and that was put on a specific playlist or music. Um, so that could be something that could help. Yeah, with, I need something. Know, trying to get yeah. into that. that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a playlist. You need to stop. When you, when you hear any great songs well, now, Danny, do you know what? I was saying, such a great one. I'm going to put that in my playlist. To, with Jordan and I were discussing it this morning. So my Spotify is now stolen from me because we play white noise on it. So I can't use my Spotify on my phone because it's being played in the evenings to help the baby sleep. So... I don't have my playlists at the moment. I might have to um, sign up to something else <laughs> and a different a different provider. But um, yeah, if I if I put mine on, then it cuts out uh, at home. It's uh, annoying. Okay, yeah. Just um, the uh, yeah. Personal, the, I mean, you can surely get more devices. Can you get can you get more devices on it? Um, I don't know. I, I probably you know there is a way of changing your account. <laughs> I think you can. That. Yeah, have a look at your account. I find Spotify quite fiddly to to yeah. manage the the app on the website i mean i use it and i absolutely love spotify um you know discover weekly and the way they just know exactly what you want to listen to um these are i used to use yeah i really might just one. get sign up to someone else rather than get technical yeah yeah um that's thrown me now because i've just gone off on a cable <laughs> for, <laughs> for questions um that was right so we were talking there about you know, juggling, being flexible, you know, trying to get your running where possible. Um, what advice would you give anyone, or I'll word it differently actually, for yourself, how do you motivate yourself to get up and get going when you might have had very little sleep, you might be absolutely exhausted, but you know that getting outside, you will feel so much better for it? Yeah, I, I think that there are those, like I said earlier, there are those days when I can't go because there's just stuff happening at home and work is busy. So it, the first part of it is if I don't go when I get the opportunity to go, then I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm missing quite a lot. And running is part of who I am. It is part of my identity. It's my sort of, it's my me time. So it's something that, yes, I compromise it and I compromise it more than ever. But it's something at the same time that there's only so much I can compromise it because it's it's that hour a day that I get for myself that I you know there's not at, at home having a baby is just sitting down and getting back up ten seconds later and drinking cold coffee or putting it in the microwave and so that window it, it is is my time and it's it's you know sort of part of who I am so I kind of. There have been times in my life when I've lost my running mojo and motivation and definitely more in the last year with lockdown and having a baby than any previous time. But generally, I can get out the door. For a session, it's a bit more difficult. You know, the idea of going and running up hills or doing some speed work when you're not feeling fit or you're not feeling, you know, you're not feeling well rested is is difficult. But I don't always struggle. I think you just don't procrastinate you kind of just go you know before I had a baby I procrastinate all day because I could whereas now it's like you know have your kit on so I'm always in my running kit I'm in my running kit right now because I'm I'm ready to go <laughs> whenever that opportunity presents itself I'm going to be out the door and doing my run um so yeah I'd say if you if you're struggling just get your kit on, have your kit on have your shoes on and you know that's half the battle and then just go whenever you get that opportunity and just start running and you know by the time you've done 10 minutes you know you're in then aren't you and then you're going such a simple yet effective one to do you know have your kit on ready just so when you are geared up or you've got that wind of opportunity you I've are never ready slept to go. in my kit or anything like that so I'll go no. first thing in the morning I'm not that <laughs> yeah not that weird but I, I've heard that people do but yeah I, I mean I'm always yeah. just in running kit anyway even when I was in the office it kind of just became a thing where I just have my running kit on, ready to go at lunch or whatever. People just accepted it. Yeah. Um, 
I've heard others who actually sleep in their running kit as well, so that they literally get up, they're already warm, they're in the kit, and they just yeah. go, which I've I've never understood myself. But you know, whatever works for, for the, that individual. Yeah. What What was it that drew you into running initially? So how did you find the sport? How did you take um, it? Up? There was no sort of um, great epiphany or nothing that I'd say inspired me you know I'd love to say it was like the 2012 Olympics because you know I went to a little bit of it and um but that didn't happen um all my friends are sporty and some of them run but they all ran kind of just to stay fit or you know stay trim and whatever it wasn't um something they didn't go to events and um I was really sort of um unhealthy I'd played five-a-side football a lot and, you know, but it stopped. I'd moved to London and and I'd just become quite sedate. I'd wake up, get on the tube, you know, get breakfast, go to the office, sit, sit on my arse all day, go home, do the same, and just got quite unhealthy and, and weight had creeped up on me where I was, you know, quite, you know, um, overweight and um, just quite inactive and didn't do a lot and um, I kind of just ignored it you know I wasn't happy about it but I just ignored it and um, a couple of my friends one of them in particular kind of just had a, a, a quite an honest conversation with me he bought me a pair of running shoes for my birthday and was like come on mate like you know we're going to start a football team again Let get healthy you know play rather than being on the sidelines watching us and it was a, a conversation that came from a place of kindness it wasn't you know rude or anything but he was kind of just saying come on like you're not you're not happy like this you know you used to be a bit more active and and that didn't change things overnight I went for our run and then nothing again for a month or I go for two runs in a week and nothing again for a month and it was kind of like that for maybe a year year and a half um and then one day I just saw somebody um with a rucksack on running home from their office presumably and thought I wonder if I could do that because I hated getting on the tube it would make me so miserable I'd get into work in a mood and then you have the same rigmarole going home so I did I, I ran home on my own I sort of packed the rucksack and it was run walk run and it took me ages but I was just over the moon and I had that runner's high that I finally got that feeling of oh this is why people exercise this is why people run and um that was it then I kind of pretty much never got on the tube again I either walked to work or ran walk run and I loved it you know you can't if you're a minute a mile two minutes a mile slower you're still only going to be you know if it's a four mile commute eight minutes later for work you know you're never really going to be late and it just started from there and I did that for um probably a year a year and a half maybe longer just never went to a park when I didn't know it existed I didn't know any marathons existed other than London Marathon I was just doing this you know I didn't record any of it I didn't know how quick I went I just did that every single day I didn't have any kit other than the shoes I was just wearing I think I was wearing like baggy swimming shorts and just a t-shirt <laughs> and um, that was it that was how it started for me I've never yeah. looked back since that moment what um with regards to you know um starting running and finding that love of sport when was it that you decided to enter an event and you know really thought actually I'm going to take this a little bit yeah more so I had you know like I said I didn't know there were events um kind of all passed me by that you know park runs existed and there were marathons other than London and um things like that and um I was at a wedding and I was a plus one and I didn't know many people at the wedding. Um, and uh, some fella got chatting to me and he was a running coach and he was like, oh, and I was like, oh, I run, you know, and he was like, how much do you do a week? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, I run to work. And he's like, oh, so you do this? That's good. all right mileage that is. And he was like, what are your, where do you do your hills? And I was like, what? And he was like, well, where do you, do you go to tracks? Do you do intervals? And I was like, I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Um, and he sort of sent me, just a, a list he emailed me over a list the following week of things I can do so I did some of them um and knew instantly I was getting fitter you know running around uh, the Arsenal football stadium sort of a lap hard a lap easy running some runs easier than others going to the nearest hill and running up and down it and um so I started doing that and my um friend who the same one who bought me the running trainers um went through a breakup and he just he signed up for Dublin Marathon and 
three of us were like, well, we're not letting you go on your own. We're going to sign up as well. I had no idea how far a marathon was. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how to train. But that was it, you know. So we did a half on on the um, sort of as part of the training plan, um, and that was it. And from there, it sort of spiraled. I wasn't hooked again on marathons straight away. I wasn't hooked on events. That still took a while to embed with me. But that's how um, I got into it. I still did most of my running on my own. So again, I didn't really know, you know, how quick or so or whatever I was. I didn't know what I, what I was doing. I was just sort of following this these little these sessions that somebody had sent me saying find a hill and run up it 10 times or run sometimes quicker than others so I'd run around the stadium sometimes two times fast and one easy or half a lap fast and, and, I, and that's all I did um for ages and then after do, you know signed up to a marathon and, and and um and then went from there how many years ago was it that you started so I running? I think I started yeah. running in 2013 or 24, 2014 and I, or 2013 and I did Dublin Marathon 20 in the spring, uh, the autumn, the October. On my birthday, it was of um, October was 2015. So, near, yeah, five and a half years ago, I did my first marathon. Um, and I vowed How never to do another one again. I turned up injured, <laughs> um, got injured from overtraining or whatever and, and, to, didn't know why how I was injured. I don't know had a hamstring injury, but I, I was I didn't even know what hamstring was other than hearing that footballers got this injury. I just couldn't stretch my leg very well, and I was sort of sore. So I did you know stupid things. I dosed up on painkillers before the race and just had a horrible experience. Didn't enjoy one second of it. Nearly quit. A random stranger sort of convinced me to keep going. I couldn't go out that night with my friends because I couldn't walk. I was on crutches for ages and. I sort of retired from running and said, I'll never run again. And it didn't for quite a long, I was out was injured for a significant period of time. And then I just didn't. Um, and then one of my friends signed up to Paris marathon. And as usual, I got a bit jealous and he convinced me to go on a training run with him. And, and I did another one. And then I was like, right, I'm going to have to get a spot in this. And that's, and then, you know, had a wonderful experience around exactly the same time, weirdly, but enjoyed every second of it. And I was like that night I'm Googling, what other marathons are there? <laughs> what other races are there? And and then I was in, you know, every weekend from then on in were part run Saturday, maybe an event on the Sunday. That was my life after that. I can't believe that you ran a whole marathon whilst in. Well, I, did, I didn't know I was injured until afterwards and I went to the doctor. I had that sort of black line down the back of my leg and they were like, oh yeah, your hamstring's tore. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> literally goes through me oh my god the pain yeah it was it was it was uncomfortable and then until I, it went at 17 miles I remember and there was this heat I thought someone had kicked me in the back of the leg I had this like intense heat in my leg and I was like well, someone just hit me and I'm looking around there's no one there and then obviously and then it um numbed up for a while so it was fine and then the pain came and I remember about 24 25 miles a guy who was about 60 was dressed as a leprechaun collecting money in his hat for charity. And he overtook me. And I was like, this is a low, this is a real low and it's raining and it's cold. And, um, yeah, I was just, it was 800 meters to go. There's, um, Dublin's got like a long straight finish and there's a sign saying 800 meters. And I stopped. I was like, I've had enough. I've got nothing to prove. I'm done. And some guy was like, what are you doing? You'll regret this for the rest of your life. Come on. And I was like, now nah, I'm done, I'm done. And he's like, come on. So I sort of hobbled over the line. Um, and uh, yeah, and then obviously, you know, couldn't get up and down stairs and for, for a long time. And was on crutches for a little while and then eventually all, all healed and, and then got convinced to go out for a run again. And, and here we are. That is just, I mean, what... What made you continue to go round that course in in Dublin? I know you were. I know initially you didn't realise that you were injured, but you must have. You know, you didn't enjoy one second of it. So, what what was it that got you round the course? Do you think? I don't know. Now, I think if it happened to me today, I mean, I've ran injured quite recently. It's a stupid thing to do because it extends how long you're out for. And I've even ran injured when I've not even got events and. I had a stress fracture last year and ran on that for a week and a half like a moron. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of us are guilty of it. I think at the time, it was 
I, I didn't think I'd ever met anyone who ran a marathon. Um, and, you know, my friends and I, we'd signed up and we'd flown over to Dublin and it, I just, I felt like I had to do it. I felt like I had to do it. Up until that last, you know, 800 metres, I felt like I had to run this marathon. I don't know why, but there was that feeling of I can't quit. Um, marathons are meant to be incredibly hard and difficult, and they are. But you, at that point, it was all sort of what I'd read online, this myth of the wall, or and you're like, is it real? What happens? And so I didn't know how much of it was me being injured, me or me not being fit enough, or me not being mentally tough. And I didn't know, you know, at the time, I didn't really know. So there was just that feeling of I've got to find a way to get over the get over the line um, and finish it. I hope now that if the same thing happened, that I'd be strong enough to actually stop because I think it takes more sort of courage to DNF a race when you're not there you, than, than carry on and, you know, do it for no no reason, you know, you, and, and, and get yourself injured. I think it would, you know, you, you see the elites and if the elites aren't in doing well, they, they'll, they'll stop. There's no point, you know, being out injured for a long time there was the elite marathon and the other week and quite a few runners pulled out because it's the right thing to do and I think that's something that I've always struggled with but I'd like to think that I will I will get better at or I am better at now especially now I'm busier and I can do less events that I'm not going to you know rule myself out for a long period by letting my ego take over or something and and yeah forcing myself to run when I'm injured yeah that's that's sensible and I think that's I haven't proved that yet ideally (laughs) but we yeah not yet (laughs) but ideally what we should all do isn't it because you you know you hit the nail on the head you you know if you are already injured you're not gonna why would you want to continue and prolong that time of injury because you're going to be out either way or at least you know um out whether that's completely out of running or whether it's you know having to rehab and take it easy um so yeah why would you want to prolong an injury in your time away from running what um when you did that first marathon then just just out of curiosity because because you've you know um had such an epic pb in the marathon i'm just interested to know what that first marathon time was like for you yeah it, i mean so i ran a 336 i think um and i think I, I decided I want, I think I thought from my training I could run 3.20. And then on the day, I reined that back to 3.30. And in Dublin, the Pacers have these giant balloons and they just started getting away from me and getting further and further away from me. I think I was ahead of them at one point and then fell away. Um, and then, yeah, so that, that was the um, time. And I obviously had to stop when my leg felt like it was when I got that sort of intense heat when the hamstring pulled away or whatever had happened to it. Um, and then I ran Paris Marathon and I ran the exact same time, um, which was about six or seven months later. Um, but it had a completely different experience, you know, enjoyed absolutely every single second of it, enjoyed the marathon prep, enjoyed the training a little bit more, enjoyed the night afterwards, enjoyed being in the pub, you know, it had that high didn't talk about anything else, couldn't wait to run again. I knew I shouldn't for a week, but I just couldn't wait to get back out and wear my finisher T-shirt and, you know, and all that kind of thing. Did you ever stop and think to yourself at the time, you know, wow, this is a brilliant time, like 3.36 on your first marathon is Um, epic? I I didn't know what a, a good time was, to be honest. I had no idea. Again, like I said, nobody I knew um had ran a marathon i don't think i'd ever met anyone who ran a marathon or that had mentioned it and normally they do <laughs> um so and and the four of us all ran about a similar time but we didn't run together um so two of my friends they did run together and they i think there was a minute between us and then the other guy my friend harry ran at a similar time as well so because we were all similar time i don't know if it felt that you know at any you had, you know, sort of had or hadn't run a, a great time. And I had no one to sort of tell that I'd done this time and it didn't really mean anything to anybody that I knew. You know, at the time, the the people I was friends with, who I obviously I'm still friends with them now, but none of us were into running. Weirdly, we've all gone on this journey together over the last five years. Nearly all my friends have ran marathons and 
half marathons or part runs or whatever. Everybody's sort of, we've all gone on this journey together. But at that moment, it was just us that turned up to Dublin that day. So in my head, it was just finishing. Finishing was the achievement, which I think is probably the right way to go about it. Um, it was only based on sort of, you know, putting some of my paces into a calculator that I found online that said, oh, you might, you know, this is a ballpark time for you. Um, and if I could hold a certain time, a pace that I was running some of my longer runs in, I felt that maybe I could go under 330 and close to 320. But that was it. I had no idea. And I had no idea where that sat in, you know, running times. <coughs> yeah. Well, it's it is you know it's a brilliant time for a first first time marathon, and especially how you you know started off running and went running with a watch and didn't have a goal. You were following a specific training plan, etc. At the beginning, of course, I know you did afterwards. Um, so this year you've got a big goal pending yeah. again. Um, how are you feeling about this goal, and how is your training? Going? Well, so I've only really trained for a month um, in a long time. Uh, last year. Um, I didn't train great. I've got a stress fracture, so I was out for a long time. Um, and then the baby arrived, so I took quite a bit of time off running then. And then when I've ran for the last, had little injury niggles and stuff because I'm awful at um, going into sort of week 10 of a marathon plan rather than starting at week one, you know, pushing too hard for, after coming from an injury, copying what other people are doing on Strava or Instagram. Um and trying to and just overdoing it so I haven't really ran or trained well for you know not far off a year really um so I've done a month of good training you know good sessions and I'm miles miles off I can't run the, the marathon pace I need to run to run a PB at the moment I'm not running it for one kilometer but you know that that's sort of I'm okay with that if it was easy it wouldn't be worth it. If you could get back in shape in four weeks, it wouldn't be worth all of the hard work. So, you know, the marathon is, is it's still a long way off. I know I can get there, you know, the more I've done this, the more experienced you get and you think, well, experience counts for something in training and on the day. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sort of excited about it. I think that I like to put my sort of goals out there. I don't, it's not, I know it's not for everybody, but I don't sort of want to pretend that I'm not going for a PB and then be, you know, I, I want to be honest about it. And, um, and I don't always go for PBs, you know, I've run a lot of marathons and just enjoyed them. I've run a lot of marathons and not trained hard and I've run a lot of marathons and paced them. I don't go for a PB even every year. Sometimes it's once it's not every year I've gone for a PB in a marathon, but this one, you know, if, if everything goes to plan and I can train, uh, which is at the moment it is, then that's what I'll be doing. I'll sort of be pushing to um, get myself back to that sort of shape and and then go for it. Yeah, so you're feeling, you sound like you're feeling confident. And, and you know, what you were just saying that, you know, at the moment you're not even running a kilometre at the pace that you would be required to in order to get that um that goal but you know you're literally just starting your marathon training now you've got six months ahead of you which is a you know a, a great length of time to, to be building up towards towards a pb and towards you know your training schedule to to achieve that goal so um i think um you, you said something about accountability and, and that's why you share your goals yeah. with others online and in person because that helps you helps you remain accountable yeah I think, um so it sounds like you are I working towards to. you know. i never used to and um and yeah i never used to share my goals and um i decided then no I, it was the first time i did it. i did it about a year ago for a 5k i hadn't run a 5k pb in over three years and i decided to change my training a little bit and see I, I just accept it. I was like oh you know 5k you're not going to get any faster you're getting older and I just accepted it I was like you know what maybe maybe I can maybe if I put maybe I'm not working hard enough maybe if I tweak my training maybe if I do this this and this so I decided to put that out there and after that I sort of made that decision of yeah I'm going to have these instead of these goals that I know I've got and keeping them secret I'm just going to you know be honest about it and if I get there I get there and if I don't I don't um, so, you know, when I ran my marathon PB, I put the time out there that I was going for. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm doing the same this time round. Um, I'm 
I feel like previously I was running, sometimes I've run 10 marathons in a year or more probably. And I, so it's easy to, you've always got the, another one around the corner. Whereas now I might be lucky to run one or two a year with, you know, things at home. So I want to make them count. And that means maybe make them count and go for a PB. And maybe that means make it count and enjoy it and run around with a friend or, and really enjoy the experience. But also I want to make it count. And, you know, I, I'm not that, I don't really love the events that much. I love the training more. Um, I, I love, I, that's a lie. I love events. I don't love the sort of ones where you're going for a PB so much. And I don't even really enjoy it loads after. I, but I love the build up. I love the structure of a training plan. I love hitting the sessions. I love knowing what you've got to do today, tomorrow, in a week. Um, I love that, all of that. And um, that's what I'm excited to do again, you know, do a, a training plan, get fitter, work hard. Um, that's the kind of thing that I really, that's the part of the training, or the part of the experience that I enjoy the most. I enjoy that probably more than crossing the finish line. I enjoy it more than the PB itself um it's the it's the hard work beforehand i really i really enjoy it that's definitely something i loved about the um about marathon training having that structure having the yeah. schedule and knowing what you were doing for the next few weeks and like you said taking them off that's what's, sorry, i think um let you finish <laughs> you per- no I you think carry that's on it's been hard for a lot of people with lockdown you know most people have structure yes. in their life and then they made that running structure around it whereas all the structure's gone from life because people are maybe on furlough or maybe they're not working or they're working from home. And I've struggled with that because all that, that normal structure's been taken away because I've been working from home. It's like, oh, you've got to do intervals today and you can do it anytime you want rather than having to be at the track at seven. Sometimes I just don't end up doing it because I've almost been given too much freedom. Whereas beforehand it was, oh, your, your track session is at seven o'clock and your recovery run is with your friends at 7 a.m. And your Thursday hills are at 7 p.m. And now that it's all in, independent and you're on your own to do these things, and you, you know, for some people that works. For me, it, it didn't seem to work. I, I, that structure, being given that freedom to do things whenever, I just wasn't doing them. <laughs> Whereas when my life was busier, previously with having to work and going to the office and commute and all these different things, I still always found the time to be where I needed to be and tick off those sessions that I needed to tick off. But uh, in the last year, I've probably been quite poor at that. I think a lot of people listening will be feeling the same. And that is it's led me on quite nicely to my next question that I was going to ask you, which is, you know, a lot of people listening now might be hoping to work towards an event, a goal, a race, um, perhaps that's half marathon or marathon. Have you got any top tips with regards to beginning a training block or you know working towards that goal event i think for me it's start from scratch almost you know start from where you are don't start from where you once were and i the mistake i've sometimes made is and it's that almost ego of i have ran these times i'm trying to hit those paces again um and you know i'm doing intervals at the moment and i'm in just short intervals i'm not hitting paces that i've run half marathons or marathons in and it's it's sort of getting used to that it's starting where you are and going this is where i am you know jordan for example has run incredible times but did couch to 5k and left her ego at the door and went out and ran for 30 seconds walked for a minute and that can be quite difficult but that's what and but now you know it's worked for her and she's back and she's building again um and for me it would I'd, I'd, my advice would be you know start where you are start where your fitness is actually at you know start from scratch start building from there don't try and jump in too far ahead don't be a session warrior don't be trying to you know do ridiculous sessions that you might have done at week 12 of a marathon plan you don't need to do any of that and the likelihood is people are maybe signing up to events that are still quite a long way off so you know take easy weeks take rest weeks take rest days you know you don't a lot of the people that i know that did run marathons in the autumn and they never knew when those marathons were and the the, the people that were successful instead of just building 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 they would do three weeks on and then an easy week and then another three hard weeks and then an easy week and that that was like a, you know they were almost like in a, a a plane in a holding pattern just waiting for an event to get the green light and then they were like bang let's go 
So I think if you're training now and you're in a marathon plan, and obviously we all know events may or may not happen, it's just taking those sort of easier weeks now and again, I think, just to sort of give your body a break, but also retain the fitness, not get injured, but be ready to to go when an event gets the green light to 100% happen. Like the sound of that. That's something that I would would have said before, especially um, last year when when we really didn't know what was what. And I think I think that's probably the difficulty even this year with people um, working towards a goal event or goal race or goal time, not knowing if these events really will go ahead. It's it's a little bit like in limbo. But you know, you've given great advice on uh, yeah, I mean, how to maintain that fitness in a safe so way. Fair on people. I mean. Obviously, there's a lot of bigger things going on in the world, um, but there's some people that are in the, you know, that I follow on Instagram, Strava, or I'm friends with, and they are in the fitness of their life, but they've not had that opportunity to put down that time that they deserve. And, you know, you don't, there's only, you know, can you hold that together for six months, a year, 18 months, you know, that people might have to. It, it's really tough and it's really unfair. You know, when I was at my fittest, I got to sort of run the events to give myself times that I felt like I deserved and some people haven't had that opportunity which is hard so hopefully you know it's looking good but you know and, and the events smaller events are happening this month and, and and then the bigger events in the autumn and hopefully yeah that it all, all happens and people are able to race again yeah and I must say you what you said about starting from scratch start from where you are um just couldn't agree with you more there. I wanted to come back to that because you said about Jordan doing the, um, you know, starting from couch to 5K. And I think what what you said just resonated with me and I'll, I'll raise it because I think there are other listeners that, that will be facing injury right now and or, you know, their fitness may not be what it used to be, especially after lockdown. And I think what you said was just really um uplifting and motivating for us to to start where we are and not to be ashamed of that leave your ego at the door and i tell you when i am okay to do so i can't wait to open that couch to 5k app i keep saying it i cannot wait i can't wait to be running 30 seconds there's a great community of runners that do it as well and um it was brilliant you know it, it built a confidence as well not just a running but built running confidence um you know um and then yeah you know graduated from it and is now running injury free fitter building mm. you know and and it's a, it's a great thing i think you know if you've come back from a serious injury or or, or like jordan had from being pregnant which is almost like having a serious injury then um yeah you, you got you know you just got to start again Yes. Yeah, exactly. And not not be comparing yourself to where you were before, but, you know, going from where you are now. I love that. Um, what do you think, Danny, it takes to be an endurance runner? Well, I mean, I think the, the, the sort of key is, I suppose you have to kind of like it. You know, sometimes... Um, I meet a lot of... Or you, you go on the message boards or, or, whatever, or the comments of, races and people seem to sometimes people seem to hate running and you wonder why they sign up to events um i think you kind of have to enjoy it you know otherwise you know i don't do hobbies that i don't like um i run because i love it and um i think it takes you know takes that and also there's there's obviously got i don't want to say mental toughness because i don't really agree with that but it is some way of just pushing through um whatever it is you know getting getting through those sort of tough miles those tough runs the tough events you know you you you, you sometimes find something about yourself or you find something in that event to keep going you know how many I don't go over 20 miles in training a lot so those, so those six miles at the end of a marathon are hard but you find something to to, to sort of graft and to keep going um so it is something that's sort of more of a, a mental thing than a, a physical thing I think that it takes because we're all you know built completely differently and you stand at the start line of a marathon and there's all different shapes and sizes and you can never say who's going to be the quickest so but it, there is something that you need in, in your sort of heart or your head or whatever that, that sort of when it gets really horrible and tough that you sort of you graft and you just keep sort of putting one foot in front of the other 
Yeah, I think there's such a sense of victory and accomplishment that you can have from, you know, pushing through, like you were saying, you know, pushing those limits and putting the graft in and overcoming, um, you know, any obstacle that might have been in the way or any negative or limiting belief that you have, that sense of accomplishment afterwards is like nothing yeah, I mean, else. The, I'm pretty confident that the, you know, the people who are at the sharp end of the marathons racing close to world record times or whatever probably have that voice in their head telling them to stop as well this hurts slow down stop but you and it's and it's exactly the same for everybody you know wherever you sort of whatever time you're doing whatever event you're doing you know 5k's it's the same the amount of times in 5k i'm like oh maybe i'll just pretend my hamstring's gone this is horrible but by the time you've sort of had that debate in your head you know oh, i've done a few more i've done a couple of hundred meters more now might as well just keep going a bit longer it's 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 all difficult you just got to sort of push through and 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 scrap yeah yeah and so you've got this goal hopefully this year you know fingers crossed i'm i'm assuming you know we're, we're hoping that london marathon goes ahead and that you can do it there um what other goals and dreams have you got that you would like to achieve um within running i probably i'm i'm not obsessed by times so if I never got a PB again, I'd, I'd accept it kind of thing. As long as I knew I, I worked for it um, and I'm kind of content with, with what I've done, but there are events I'd like to do, um, you know, so it'd be more, it'd be more things like that. You know, it's not specifically the marathon majors, although individually, you know, I like the idea of doing all of them. Um, there's one or two sort of like long races, like comrades that I'd love to do. Yeah. Um and it really, the goal for me would would be to sort of this this hobby, or no, it was more than a hobby to me, but for it to continue, for it for me not to do something that means that I'm one of those people that's telling people I used to run that I'm still able to lace up and stand on the start line in five years, ten years, twenty years time, and I'm still somebody who goes out for a run every day. And um, that's that's sort of my main goal. That this because it is part of me and it's part of my lifestyle and. I want it to be like that forever, really. You know, I don't see myself taking up golf or something else. Um, I want this to be something that I always, always do. And um, it's, it, it's finding, you know, finding a way to, 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 to make that happen. I want it to be, you know, I know obviously it's just as important to me as it is to, uh, to Jordan as it is to myself. So hopefully, you know, Gracie, when she's old enough, will want to run. She'll be getting pushed around in a buggy, running around enough. So it'll either turn her against it or she'll love it. But yeah, the main goal for me would just always be to be able to 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 go. You know, to be able to run park run every Saturday, irrespective of how quick I do it. Um, and to be able to sign up to marathons, however old I am, um, and be confident that I'll finish them. Um, and to be able to get out most days and go for a run. Um, that's sort of the main. Yeah. I love that. I love that that is your main goal and dream because that is something that I hold close, you know, to my chest as well. That you know, though I'm not running now, that is my my goal and my dream is that I will be later on in life still running and able to get up and go, um, and and have that fitness and like you said, irrespective of times, um, or PBs even, you know, because it's bigger than that. You you said, Danny, that um, running to you is more than a hobby and it's you know part of you and your lifestyle. I've been asking recently to the to the guests um, the following question I'd like to ask you as well. What has running brought to you in your life? Oh, I mean, it, it sounds sort of um, sensationalist to say it, but it's brought everything. You know, firstly, I'm fit and I'm healthy and I wasn't. It's given me so much confidence. I think it's helped me in other areas of my life. I think it's helped me professionally because uh, I'm in a better mood when I get to the office. I'm a better person. I think, you know, I'm a nicer person to be around. Obviously, you know, I met Jordan at the finish line of a race. So, you know, the person I'm with, who I've got a child with, I wouldn't have met if we weren't both runners. So it has actually given me that, you know. Um, so everything really, it is, it is such, um, you know, I've got friends who we only really talk about running and, and it, not that we haven't got other stuff to talk about, but we just love talking about it. And friends that didn't, you know, I obviously have my friend that dragged me for a run. I know I've dragged lots of people for a run as well. And I hope that there's one or two people that got into running because, you know, I, they kind of came with me. And 
you know, the experiences traveling around the world, going to places that, you know, you wouldn't normally go to, but they've got a, a city marathon on. So you're like, yeah, yeah, let's go and do such and such. Um, those experiences, you know, I hope I'll never forget them. And, they've, you know, we've had some of the best sort of weekends of my life doing these things. Um, and the miles that I've shared, you know, socializing to me not that many years ago would would be getting in the pub on a Saturday afternoon and watching the football. Um, now it's going to park run and then go for coffee or going for a long run for a couple of hours with a friend on a Sunday and just talking, um, you know, or running with someone you don't know that well, but you're training together and I don't know what they do for a living and I don't, but we're, we're you know, we, and it doesn't matter. We just getting to know each other in a different way, going for a long run together around, you know, Richmond Park or, or down the river or whatever. And it's been, it's, it's given me that I've got made so many incredible friends and had so many wonderful opportunities and met so many wonderful people. And obviously, yeah. And, and it has improved my life so much. I'm a, definitely a different person when I can't run, when I'm injured. I hope I'm not too miserable, but I definitely <laughs> look at, with jealousy at everybody running around the park thinking, Oh, I'd love to be doing that. Um, and I'm jealous when friends are doing events that I'm not doing. And, um, that's why I signed up to so many events because, you know, I'm like, oh, what are you doing that? Yeah, I'll come and do it as well. Um, but yeah, it's, mm. it, it's it, you know, it, it sounds like a bit over the top, but it has given me so much. You know, if, if I wasn't running the big half that day and hadn't met Jordan at the finish line when she beat me in the sprint finish, I, you know, we, we, you know, bumped into each other again six months later, but none of that would have happened and I wouldn't be where I am now and I wouldn't have a six month old baby and, so, yeah, it's changed my life quite a lot and given me quite a lot. Yeah. I don't think it sounds, you know, over the top. I think a lot of people say something similar. So, and I can see quite evidently, you know, what just a snippet of what running has brought to you in your life. So to hear you talk about it so passionately is great to hear. Um, and I don't think you're alone. I think it's, you know, I think running has brought everything to a lot of other people too. So, um, yeah, it's great to hear that. I, I want to know, what was it that made you want to document your running story online? Um, it wasn't a sort of planned thing. I had an Instagram account um, that was, you know, just my sort of personal life and it would be whatever I posted, whether it be, you know, a night out with friends or going to a football match. or And, and then more and more running stuff started creeping in there. Um, because that became a big part of my life. So I'd be posting about my training or I'd be posting about a race I'd done. And one or two sort of friends or people that I knew were like, oh, made uh, sort of, some people made, you know, not not being negative, but they were like, oh yeah, they were running post. And then I started, you know, one or two people started sort of like connecting with that account that were runners that I didn't know. And I was like, this is weird. And I had that feeling of maybe I'll just do all a separate thing that's just for running. So it's not, I'm not boring people that hate running with, you know, an update on what I did at Park Run or or on a Sunday afternoon. Um, so that was it really, you know, and you, I just sort of one day started an Instagram account and I had to think of a name and I thought running man, running down, that works. And then you stuck with it forever. <laughs> And um, no yeah. one ever calls me Dan, by the way. I'm I'm sort of Daniel to family or Danny to everybody else, but it's Dan. And then now, everybody, you know, obviously everyone knows me as Dan purely because that's what I put yeah. into the name. Um, and that was it. I just started posting updates of my training on, on there and enjoying realising that there was this community of other people doing the same, um, posting about their training and meeting people at events and then following each other, you know, I'll always just, I'm quite sort of at start lines of races. I'm not one of those people that's sort of in the zone. I'm very much sort of talking to everybody and chatting away and I'll miss my wave because I'm having a coffee with someone sat on the grass and <laughs> things like that. So um, just through that, you know, it, it sort of grew from there um, just as a way to sort of um, get to know other people that sort of, shared the passion that I had um, and realised that I wasn't completely alone. I think that's partly why as well 
that you took to Payson, I can I can imagine it anyway, based on what I the, yeah. you know, the what I do know about you, Danny, is that you do like to you know community to you seems so important and you know it's so evident that you wish to help others and support them and you know help them achieve their goals and I, I can imagine we'll see many more races that you will be pacing others yeah I to. mean my so to my two pbs I'm proudest of which are my 5k and my marathon I was paced round. so Matt Reese, Welsh runner paced me around for my 5k pb and uh, my friend Joe Spraggins paced me around for my marathon PB. So I, you know, I know what it's like to for somebody to be able to squeeze that extra bit out of you that you didn't think was there because they're maybe finding it a little bit more comfortable than you, and that sort of motivation and that just just giving you just get helping you know where you know that if you're on your own, you might drop off, you might ease off a little bit. Um, so. It works, and so to be able to now and again give that back, um, and and you know you don't know whether sometimes it's someone that's when you're pacing an event, you, know, you might have somebody next to you the whole way, and you just get you know you just keep talking to them when you see that they're sort of struggling a little bit. So you might end up catching somebody up who who's fallen away, and then they just sort of come with you when they see the flag, or or, or you know, you, and it it's great you know or somebody might just stay 50 feet behind you and never communicate with you but they just use your flag as a marker because they've got the headphones in but they kept with you and they get over the line and it's great it's an amazing feeling you know crossing the finish line and talking to people who have achieved things and that they didn't maybe have believed that they were going to be able to do because I know it feels like that sometimes because it's it was me on those two pbs I was astounded that I did it and the people that helped me get over the line you know I know that I couldn't have done it on my own so to be able to do you know give give a little bit of of that back is is you know it's fantastic you know obviously part of the pacing thing is kind of just keeping an even pace and and whatnot and that's important for a lot of people but the other part of it is is talking to people and making them feel confident and making them believe that they can that they can do it um because there is often that little bit extra that people have that you just need to sort of try and find it. Um, and people surprise you. I've been running <laughs> with people who at eight miles, they're panting and you're like, mm, I don't know if this person, and then 22 miles are still with you. And you're like, well, come on, we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, people, you know, find things and, and, and um, sometimes you just need a bit of a help, helping hand to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes when you're the one racing or in that moment, if you are going for like a PB or, you know, it's maybe, maybe it's your first event. Um, sometimes mindset can play tricks on you. And when you're already in a pain cave, it can be so difficult to fight those negative thoughts. So having yeah. that pacer there that's got that positive attitude um, in order to help lift you up so that you do believe in yourself and that you believe you can achieve that goal is just yeah priceless yeah. really 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 does help think, you know really this person's going to run this time i've just got to stay near them um i don't have to look at my watch i don't have to do the maths my watch is in k's the markers are in miles right what does that mean where am i at? don't need to know just stay with this person and if i can hang on i'll get there and and you know that's <laughs> that that helps a lot a great deal you know rather than sort of wasting energy worrying about what pace you're on and what that means and, and things like that yeah, I think there's a lot to be said as well, actually, with training and, um, you know, ignoring that watch, yeah. just running by feel. I think that that kind of touches on that as well. If um, if you had to live by a quote or a mantra, Danny, what would it be? I well, I say one it on it. I don't know why, where it's why it's become a thing that I say every day. But I always say we go again, and I'm. It's actually a Liverpool player who said it, and they didn't go again. They got beat, and they didn't win the league, but. In my head, it just means that it's sort of like, you know, you know, today's done again. And it doesn't matter whether you've had a good day and a good run and a good race or things fell apart. It's like, right, again, we go, you know, and, um, you know, pick yourself back up and go again. And so I kind of just live by that, really. Um, it, those three words, um, it's not particularly profound, but to me, it's kind of always like, you know, I forget about yesterday, irrespective of whether it was good or bad in terms of, you know, my running and just focus on that sort of now 
and then as soon as that's done, right, next one. Um, yeah, and that's kind of become a mantra for me um, over over the last few years. I could see how that that you know can pick you up and keep you going. Um, yeah, I like that. I know you. I know you use it, and I read it on all your posts. But that makes you know you explain yeah, it, it a little more. It makes even more sense. Joke, now we I go think, again because I'm a big Liverpool yeah. fan, and the captain Steve Gerrard said it, and then it didn't quite happen. And um, I think I was uh, not saying it as a joke, but almost like reclaiming it, and then it just be- it became it became my thing. Yeah, and it does. It just encourages you to keep going. I love that. Um, finally then, Danny, I'd like to know who you would love to hear on this podcast. I was thinking about this. Um, so I hope he'd, he'd like to do it. Um, a friend of mine through running, um, Liam McIntyre, um, he's lay runs on Instagram is a really sort of, it's, a, it's just someone I really sort of look up to a lot, not specifically about how fast he can run or anything like that, but just the way he trains. So, the vast majority of us train in a for a marathon in a very specific way, and he does nearly all of his runs as part of commutes because he doesn't sort of compromise being a husband and being a father, and he incorporates his intervals into his commutes, his tempo into his commutes, his hill running into commutes, and he's the most humble guy I've ever met, but incredibly quick, like mixing it with some brilliant runners. Um, but incredibly humble and kind and sort of generous and trains hard and has gone on one of those journeys from five and a half hours to 2.31, I believe, um, is his marathon time. And I'm sure he's going to go quicker. And he's just a really, really interesting guy and an interesting runner because he does train quite, his training is very unique. Um, where a lot of us, are, we don't compromise on our running and that means maybe we make compromises elsewhere. He doesn't compromise on, his family and, and, and being a dad and, and things like that. And then finds a way to, um, to do his running around all of that. And um, I've always found him sort of uh, really inspiring, just sort of started following him um, on Strava and Instagram and sort of got to know each other a little bit over the years. And yeah, just a really nice guy and incredibly humble. We'll never talk about his time. So he might not like to do something like this because he doesn't like talking about himself, but um, he's a really interesting, interesting guy and been on a really interesting journey. I've made a note of that now. So thank you very much for that recommendation because I've made a note um, and I can go on and follow and get connected. So thank you very much for, for giving me that brilliant recommendation. And, and when you say, you know, someone isn't keen on talking about their times or, you know, if they are humble, I think even even getting a chat with, with a runner on this show and being able to um unpick their their minds as to you know what sort of mindset they adopt or uh, you know use when they approach a training schedule or you know just getting up and getting going or running or keeping going um is great and and that's what i hope to encourage through this hopefully yeah and uh, yeah i think it's just it's a it's a way that i would like to or a way i hope i can i would like to be you know as a runner like him and and do those things. I don't mm. want to be, you know, I want to make sure that I find that balance between, which is something I think about all the time at the moment, you know, where is that yeah. balance between being the best version of me, um, which is as a runner because it makes me a better person, but being at home, being present, always being there, not always being tired because I'm overtraining or focused on events too much or just not being at home. You know, I want to, and, and it's where is that line and where is that balance? And I feel like he get he has found it and it's something that I, you know, I'm quite new to the parenting thing. So, it, you know, it's something that I want to be able to find and, and, and well, wherever that line is um, over, you know, as a, as a dad and um, which is tough. Um, you know, I feel guilty when I go out running um, feel guilty when I do a long run on a Sunday and um, it's, you yeah, know, working out how I'm going to do that over, you know, over the next few years i mean it's admirable for you to say that and i think to be honest i think a lot of people probably say you know finding that you know how do you do it i think the juggle is real the juggle is there every week and and just as you think you might be nailing it you might you know something else might come along but you know you you will find it because that is 
a value of yours, Danny, that you're obviously holding very close to you. So you will always strive for that. Um, from the outside looking in, you look like you are doing a brilliant job, as is Jordan. And it's been lovely to see you both refreshingly share how you're both adjusting to parenthood, you know, as first time yeah. parents. Um, and I'm sure many parents will take comfort in reading some of the posts that you've shared, you know, honestly and bravely online. So I commend you both for that. And yeah, thank you for, for being so open and honest. And thank you again, Danny, as well, for your time today. I really appreciate it as I know you're no, so busy. Thanks for um, me and I'm you're you're so welcome and I really hope you get out today now yeah, later I do as well. <laughs> you get a run in and yeah and you enjoy it um if you could just let everyone know where they can go online to connect with you send you a message yeah so it's uh, Instagram um the running Dan and then Strava Danny O'Reilly um they're the two places where I'm sort of regularly scrolling um and spending my time online perfect thank you again Danny and I'll catch thank up you. with you again soon Thank you guys so much for joining today and listening to Not Another Runner podcast. Please tell your friends and family who you think would enjoy the content I'll be sharing. Don't forget you can get in touch with me over on Instagram via Not Another Runner. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast, any suggestions on guests or topics. This is greatly appreciated. Send me your questions through as well if you want and use the hashtag why I run to be featured. And hey, if you can hit subscribe to the podcast, this will really help me to be able to give you more. Thank you again and remember when you get up and exercise or go for a run, you never regret going, but you always regret not going. Have a great week guys and speak soon.